0: welcome to a great episode of sports matters i'm your host kevin drake and sitting across from me my partner in crime mr matt bird how you doing i can't complain and we have a very special guest in studio because i can't think of a better person to to have in studio to kick off football season a nice big preview of football season but i want to introduce to the show mr brian ward hello hello thank you kevin yeah thank you for making it in this morning thank you yeah, so that, that way we can hear you real good maybe i'll turn up your volume too pump up the Anything.
1: volume see can I, I can tell you're that you're very passionate for football because most people would not want to wake up at eight in the morning to come talk football oh, man. luckily i have a one-year-old that
2: wakes me up at six every day <laughs> so i don't have to worry about that but my, my brain is on and I'm, I'm ready to go let's
0: talk some football Absolutely. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about you. When did you start football or what, what drove you to football or when did you just start playing football? Was it before high school? Did you start Pee well, football? Before? Yes. Yeah. Uh, was it just dad, a passion? My dad drove
2: football into me. Let me tell you that. He were huge Raider fans in my house. Let me just say that first off. But uh, I started playing when I was seven years old and I stopped it when I was what, a senior in high school. But uh, man, it's been a, uh, it's, it's, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. I know. A little nervous, but uh, <laughs> I, I love the sport. Um, gosh, I, I can remember. I have a picture of myself when I was like three years old. My dad got me in a little stance. Like I, uh, he just just a major influence on me, and just the love of the sport I've had since I was young, and I've always respected the <clears throat> the strategy and. He, my mom always told me that I've had notebooks and I was drawing plays when I was eight years old, and I, I've always had the mind for the game. And I know size is is what matters, but I, I I definitely
0: have the the mind for it. I'll tell you, definitely the smarts. Yes, I mean if you're eight years old and you're drawing up plays, wow! <laughs> I know <laughs> that's someone that's really passionate about the sport. Yes,
2: they picked up the book and like what, like who did this? And my dad was like, <laughs> your Brian did
0: this. Like it, it,
2: it was, uh, it's crazy to think about. Yeah
0: you know, think about like in Pee Wee football in the time that you played was there the issues you know it's really big nowadays the cte and then the concussions like yes. when, when were you putting pads on Where at what age were you hitting i was at eight years old
2: hitting and that that was definitely new getting used to that uh just trying to think back and i, I can't remember that really being an, an issue i think that when you're young you absorb a lot more but i'm sure it starts to wear and tear as as, as it goes along when you get older but uh I can definitely see I, I, I actually I, I told you I have a one year old son and me and my wife talked about it and we're like, Well I mean I'm not gonna make him play but I mean if he wants to play I'm gonna let him play but I'm not gonna like just like are oh, right you're playing, put on the pads, let's go. I'm not it's gonna be all up to him, so
1: well, I mean, like the good news is, is that if you do different sports, it kind of translates to football in terms of the footwork. Like if you play basketball, that, like, that's extremely yeah. that's extremely true. You you don't necessarily need to play when you're
2: seven years old. I actually heard Keyshawn Johnson talking this morning, and he said he didn't play any pop order football. He started playing when he was in high school. Like, and I think that those leagues are <clears throat> they're all. Uh, depending on weight and a lot of kids that are bigger don't really get to play because there's no like league for them you know because they try to keep it right you know, fair within uh, weight weight limit and all that stuff so there's no lineman. i played lineman when i was um in pop Warner and junior american and i played linebacker but i didn't really, that wasn't a skill position player you know and i was a skinny kid but you, someone's got to play line you know and I, I was quick feet and that's what my dad taught me <laughs> yeah actually that was our first uh first workouts probably got me in three point stands working my first two steps and that got me through i wasn't the strongest kid but i can move people and that was uh my strong suit and you're drawing up plays i was drawing up (laughs) showing him (laughs) my coach
0: and he just tossed him like what what, you're seven get out of here you know but he probably thought i bet you he probably took a few of those plays you know what this kid's on to something but i'm not gonna let him know that that uh in the huddle i was thinking i was
2: like i feel like i made this play i'm not sure you
0: know but i won't say anything so moving on up and then you to high school and you went to alta loma high school i did i did that that was fun uh met a lot of great people um still talk
2: to still talk to my friends i played football with i mean you look at my uh geez my wedding photos and all of all of my groomsmen were my same year 2003 we graduated and we all played football together and we're still tight group i mean got to meet uh, a <laughs> probably the best safety to ever play, Eric Weddle. Uh, that was, uh, I don't want to say dream come true back in the day, but uh, definitely didn't know uh, he was going to end up like that. But, uh, but you're great friends.
0: Great you friends. You went to high school together. Yes, you played was football the, together. I was the
2: other safety, yes. That was, uh, I was the yeah. other guy, yeah. Nice. Watching him playing, uh, making tackles on my side and stuff like that. I was like, oh, nice, nice player. That was, a, you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so is he the the best that you've ever played with? Hands down. It's, it's not even close. But I, I mean, he, look at him, how he's in the, Twelfth year in the NFL. Yeah, there's nothing to knock on anyone else. And he all does. he does is make plays. All he does is make plays. So though. then, who is the best player you played against? Played against? Jeez. Let's see. I would say Terrell Thomas. I want to say he was. Uh, he was on the Giants for. A- for a long time he just had knee problems you never know he just mm. injuries o- always hurt you but he was he played on usc he was on usc for four years uh he got drafted pretty high played corner for them he was really good he played running back and he he, he had track speed and let me tell you that that was not fun to chase after <laughs> no, sometimes. No, but, no, uh, no. but he was really good uh who also played at, uh mission viejo our junior year uh, played against jordan palmer he was the quarterback carson palmer yes his younger brother yes uh, i know you know who yeah. he is um he was really good he was a 6'5 quarterback in high school he's a big uh, guy yeah, yeah he 6'5 in high school yes wow <laughs> i mean that's a monster i i remember we actually got after him and he was like shrugging off our d lineman like it was like nothing like he was a big ben in high school and that, that definitely wasn't fun i remember he completed a couple balls uh down the middle. A, across with me and I had good coverage on the guy I had my hand on,
0: over him and he just stuck it in the guy's chest I mean what are you getting I'm like oh you're pretty good it's okay you just made a great throw yeah and it's yeah. just hard to defend. but I mean you did everything possible what your coach has taught you what you drew up and your yeah. footwork and everything and and yeah. just sometimes those guys just make plays yeah especially when you see the bump and uh, He went to UTEP, I think,
2: and then he actually made it to the NFL. I think he backed up his brother, I think, in Cincy. He did, he did. Like but he did.
0: He was back up to his brother for a few years in Cincy, but I don't think he ever really got to he be did. a starter. It's so yeah. hard to become a starter
1: in the NFL. I can't even imagine. <laughs> is <Yeah. laughs> I know Jordan Palmer is the brother, but is the bachelor... Jesse Palmer is that also another brother of his? No, I, I don't, don't know. They're I've not. think they i have always wondered that. No, no, because no. No. I I see him on the TV still. I'm yeah. like, hmm, just a coincidence. <laughs> that He just has the same last name. I I guess so. But I just keep seeing. It. I remember his NFL career, and I'm like, hmm, career backup ends up being on The Bachelor. That was that's probably it. That's I just summed the, that's it up. The life right there, the backup quarterback. Yeah, the
2: back. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you work hard. I'm sure in preseason, but. In practice, you still don't get touched. You wear the red jersey just like everyone else. and It's got to be tied with the log snapper. Oh, man. Next
0: life. Yeah, you snapper. would know. You would know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you played one of the most demanding positions, let alone, <clears throat> I, I mean, you're playing cornerback slash safety. So even if that running back, if he gets through the D line, he gets through the linebackers, yeah. it's up to you to bring him down. Yeah. I actually, at full like speed. That. That's
2: why I actually moved to safety because I, I actually enjoyed tackling and, and getting up in the box. And I, I was primarily a, a box safety, and I just handled all the, handed the deep stuff and all the hard stuff to Eric I'm like hey you got that back there cool man I'll be up here <laughs> <laughs> you figure yeah Eric's got that handled yeah you know I mean why wouldn't he you know? so uh, he was actually uh, he was so heavily recruited out of uh, all the Pac-10 schools at the time and he had handwritten letters like Notre Dame and Michigan all after his junior year and we had a huge drop our senior year, just as a team, and that that kind of affected him. I feel bad. We, uh, uh, I wish. Well, actually, we went to some camps together. We went to Oregon State, and they should have taken him off the market right then and there. And I mean, he ended up going to Utah. That was his best offer. And he, I mean, look how he ended up. He ended up the best player in the Mountain West, and at Utah, like hands down, is not even close. But uh,
0: oh yeah, but, uh, I mean, Utah won. They they totally yeah, won. Just but just at the what, time in 2000... Why did the big programs drop the ball? What happened with
2: that? So I actually have a a, a story. It's hard to say, I mean, he <laughs> Terrell, actually do with Terrell Thomas actually was our senior year. And one of our former players transferred away. So he came to watch one of our games and he was sitting behind a scout and he had his book open. It had Eric Weddle his, was the first page. And we were playing against each other against Ranch Cucamonga at the time. And he looked down and he and he saw Eric and he saw that he was white. And like, he just turned the page and he went to Terrell and like, looked at him. I'm dead serious. Like that. he told us this. We're like, what in the world? Like that, like that was a real story that really happened. I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but uh, actually it did because I remember he called, uh, he had a call from the Portland State head coach and he was saying that the knock on him was like they didn't think that he can hang with like all the all the uh, all the brothers out there like that's literally what he said like that's that's sad but it's true like that's they don't look at his football
0: IQ and no and and he was really quick
2: like you said he covered all the deep his his junior year he played a receiver too and he had crazy numbers as a receiver there was a receiver his name was Chris McFoy or McCoy he was out of Chino and he went to USC and you don't even know who he is right I mean he Eric had way better numbers than he did as a receiver and he went to usc like and and it's crazy and it's just the world we live in I guess I don't know or at the time at least but we uh, kind of break up a
0: side of this whole recruiting process how these schools recruit and yeah you know and the, and great, the stuff like, that goes behind it. Like, oh, I and don't think you can hang with these guys like what are you guys talking about? Oh well you're it just shows you what these scouts know. it really yeah. does. It
1: really does. Yeah. I mean and plus they're also I mean racial profiling that's not great either no not, that's not something you should be about say but I put I mean I'm, like listen yeah. I had a hard time bringing it up myself like call a spade a spade, you know? Let's fashion. call it what yeah. it is. They yeah. racially profiled him yeah. in the reverse sense, you know, like yeah. it's yeah. normally a different pattern, but it happens all the time. And we just, it's such a hot button issue that no one ever talks about, but this is a sports show and I don't want to yeah. start, yeah. I don't want to start <laughs> oh, like, but, yeah, like drilling true. into this, you although we could. You perfectly,
0: like, Matt, you call it, you know, got to call the spade the spade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just what it is, but it's just strange hearing that, you know, a story like that. It was strange hearing that as well. It's like
2: what? Like look at the number. Like look at his film. Like what are you guys doing? Like and it, of uh, course
0: he went on to have a stellar college career.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do you know who his coach was? Elaborate.
0: His, uh, just tell him.
2: <laughs> Urban Meyer. Really? Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer. He was there his sophomore year when they went. Wow. Thir- Twelve or thirteen and zero when they beat Pitt. Smashed Pitt actually in that bowl game, and they were like, they wanted. I don't know if they didn't claim themselves co national championships, but or champions, but uh. They should have played, but they were a small Mountain West school at the time, and that was Alex Smith was the quarterback at the time. Mm-hmm. They, yes, they were they were really good. I think uh, Darrell Revis was on that pit team, and I think that their only points was a Rebus pick six. I think <laughs> I think he was the only one that did anything that during that game. But that was a lot of fun watching him play. His college years was really fun. He matched up against uh, Calvin Johnson his junior year, one on one, and this was before I heard heard of him. Did you play in college? I did not. Okay. Um, I had a, I, I had a, like a lot of uh, Division three opportunities, but right. I, I wasn't ready or mature enough to like leave and. I didn't have a great senior year either, and I, I don't think my my head was like in the right place to just try and move on. And I was okay with it, and I'm
0: st- right. You're, I'm st- you're ready to move on and do something else, exactly. And um, yeah, that's what that is. So, but, but you had but fun actually, in your high school years, I though. did, But actually, yeah. I
2: got into coaching
0: right after. Oh,
2: right you after, did? I did. Yeah. Okay. I forgot to mention that. So yeah. after I showed you our coaches our junior, year, and it actually made, a, made right. a whole staff change our senior year. So after our senior year, my coach asked me my old uh, defensive coordinator from our junior. Year, moved to another school called Colony High School and they asked me if I was going to Fresno because I actually was going to go like maybe walk on or just go to school there but like I said I wasn't ready to leave and all that good stuff but um, he actually got me as the safeties coach uh, for varsity and that was so much fun and I never thought about coaching after high school, but once I started doing it, I, I loved it. And I actually went back to Alta to coach two more years after that. Actually had a little bit of a falling out, a little defensive story, defensive schematically. Um, I wasn't running a three, four. Though. I, I became the freshman defensive coordinator back at my old high school in Alta And one game, <clears throat> the second year I was coaching, we were playing Ayala up here in Chino, and all the coaches were watching, all like the head coaches were watching, all the varsity coaches, excuse me, and we prepared that week for a, like a wing tee, like, you know, orbit motions and cross counters and all this stuff. And they came out and spread and were just throwing it all over on freshmen. And we weren't prepared for this. And it, it just is what it is. But the coaches were telling me, was like, oh, you just run, put in cover two and, do all this stuff and, and i looked at almost like i don't have that in i was like i have eight guys in the box at all times like this is new like this is like a crazy team we're playing against like i'm sorry and they started paying more attention i wasn't running their stuff because i'm fresh and i'm not running a three four like i'm not doing that i'm having eight guys in the box and i'm bringing it every single play like i only have three coverages and it's one zero and three like that's it i'm not gonna have two safeties back and freshman like that just doesn't make sense and
1: well also I mean like you don't want to confuse those kids they're still freshmen yeah, you know exactly it's, and I'm not going to throw too much on the play I'm going to keep it simple we're going to yeah. play
2: forward and we're going to be
1: aggressive and that's just
2: simplicity with constant repetition yeah you know what yeah. uh, you know what I did though like he handed me the playbook at the beginning of the year
1: <laughs> you just <laughs> what, threw you know? a Dale Brown quote in <laughs> um, it's true he
0: even says that he even told me to tell the Sean McVay that <laughs> <laughs> I go
2: no coach but you know I kept all the terminology the same like all the positions were the same and all the calls were the same right but I still ran my my own style my own defense but the next year I show up there was this uh, a, n- a new guy there and I was like oh, I don't know who this is but the head coach pulled me aside he was like oh well the varsity staff brought him in to, to run the defense and on freshman I was like blown away I was like blindsided they didn't even tell me and that was last time I coached and I kind of regret leaving that way um,
0: now that I think about it I was what that was like 10 years ago 11 years ago I want to say but uh yeah you seem like you're really passionate about coaching I mean it seems like a lot of fun have you ever is that still kind of like on the back burner yeah you know, perhaps I, also, I, I, I know there's that. a lot of politics that goes on I mean there's you got a little taste I, I of still that. keep
2: in contact with a, a couple people that I have a one of my one of my good friends as uh, a head coach at Bloomington I still keep in contact with the coaches at Wrench Cucamonga like all all the coaches that I had in high school still coach in the empire where i'm from so i still keep in contact and they always say when i'm ready i can go uh, i can you know i'll have the job whenever but it's just having the time and football takes a lot of time at you know and now you have a one-year-old yeah so (laughs) changes everything exactly so um i i would love to in in the near future but uh my dream job would definitely be in the nfl though i don't i don't care what it is i'll i'll break down film i'll do tendencies like I literally do not care what it is I just want to be I'll be a ball boy I just want to get in and just show what
1: what I can do and so how many years coaching do you have I've coached for four years four years yes, sir okay yes, sir. you but, can I mean like that's enough of a time where you could probably apply to some NFL jobs uh, uh, yeah I just want to get in door. I just need to get the the
2: contact the the, the the mechanics and how they do the practice schedules and because I know that and NFL is a different monster that's a 14-hour day day every day thing. So.
1: What's
0: interesting, too, is when the Rams had their camp here, Matt and I had an opportunity to go check it out, mm-hmm. and you can see how they kind of structure their practices. Yes. But then I was watching their coaches, and I know I brought him up last week. Their cornerback's coach, Aubrey Pleasant. What a pleasant surprise to watch him coach. He's so passionate. He's running out after every single play, shaking their hands when they make a play. That's awesome. But then when they make a mistake, he's right there educating them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just tell that he just loves what he does. He's just very passionate yes. about what he does. And he
1: he, awesome. he was a great motivator. You could tell that the people liked yeah. him. When you're coaching, what is kind of your coaching philosophy when it comes to motivating players? Oh man.
2: well, It it just depends who the player. You got to I mean, it's easy to say that you can like coach the same way to every person, but it's definitely not like the people don't respond the same way so you kind of have to be to know the person just to get to, to know what will motivate them and some some people don't respond to like just getting in their face and be like what is going on and sometimes people like need that you know it's like "What's like you're better than this like we talked about this yesterday we saw it on film correct it get it done I'm gonna leave it to you and like you can put it on them but I, don't, I wouldn't want to baby anybody and just like coddle them but it just would make them worse but I, I feel like Tough love is definitely the way to go, especially, especially at that level. I mean, they should have the me- mechanics done by then. I mean, you shouldn't. It should be more of like a, a strategy and adjustment and footwork and how to tackle all that stuff should be done by the time they get the NFL. I feel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I shouldn't have to <laughs> or go. else they're not going to make it. Exactly. No. I'm like, oh, I don't know why I need to teach you this, but this is the way it's done. But uh, let's not talk about
0: this again. Maybe just fix it, right? Yeah. You feel like you're in a tennis match right now. Matt and I, we're sitting across from each other. You're right here. <laughs> we got the U.S. Open going on right now. How's That's that? a side note. Yeah. <laughs> I think the number one seed got knocked out. Yeah, right? Simona Halep got knocked out yesterday. It's crazy first round. It's yeah, crazy stuff happens there. But there's another guy that's back finally. <laughs> I watched him play yesterday, Andy Murray. He does the famous Murray Possum, where he's in the middle of the match, right, and he's up a few sets, but then the other guy's serving, and then he just plays like okay, <laughs> he, he could barely get to the ball, and a guy just you know hits him you know four-0 you know he wins that set or he wins just that that one little set. Yeah, and then he comes back when he's on the serve and then you know he's just kind of seems like he's struggling then all of a sudden he just runs over makes this spectacular play and then just closes out the set and of wins course. the game and you know he just kind of lulled the guy sleep. they call it the murray possum man i haven't heard andy murray's name in a long time i know he's uh well he's back so we'll see how far he goes but the other guy that's scary is novak djokovic because he's back on top again same old, yeah and it, it's bad news for Roger Federer because he's up there in age, and he wants yeah. to win another couple more Grand Slams before it's all done. So yeah. getting back to football because – Oh, next week. I know. Can you believe it? It's starting up. Well, we got the last bit of the preseasons, and then college starts up this Labor Day weekend. <laughs> this week, yes.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited for college football. Who's your
0: favorite college team? Um, I, or follow,
1: do you?
2: I follow USC, but honestly, I, I don't watch college football as much as I would like to. It, it's it's honestly it's, it seems like the same game, but it really isn't. Like just everything about it, just the hash marks and the time restraints and. Oh, you no, know, it's totally not the same game. And the defense <sighs> it's just—it's a totally offensive game, and it, it's fun and, and. Right.
1: It's totally it's totally a different game than the NFL for yeah. sure. That's why I like college football is because it's just so unpredictable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so is, much like that the is. NFL gets pretty predictable from time to time. Like you know, like oh, if the Patriots are playing the Dolphins, the Patriots are probably going to win. But in college football, you've got like let's take number one Alabama, and then they lost to Old Miss. Old Miss shouldn't beat Alabama in any spectrum because Alabama just has five star recruits. They have like the best players. They have backup five star recruits. They have backup five star recruits. Crazy. It's yeah. just crazy what it goes down in college football. I just I find it interesting and fascinating just kind of the college personalities coaching-wise, yes. I think the NFL's coaching personalities kind of get muted a little bit. Thing, I think <laughs> It's probably a contract thing, honestly, yeah. But it's like Jim Harbaugh coming out and him saying, he's like, I'm not letting my team eat chicken because chickens are scared animals. Like, you don't get that in the NFL. You yeah. can never get that.
2: The motivation
1: and uh,
0: the mental games are definitely different in college than in NFL. They don't do anything like well, that. Well, just in football in particular, just like you were saying, it's that tough love kind of mentality where that doesn't really work so much in basketball. Maybe in the early college years, you know, the Bobby Knight. <laughs> yeah. Tough yeah, love. To, the two to, like, Tom Coughlin, they, they he was in that, like, his
2: M.O. back in the day was just crazy tough. They had to, players had to talk to him and say, so, like, you need to tone on just a little bit. Like, it's too much. We can't play for something like that. And he didn't. They went back-to-back Super Bowls, or not back-to-back, but, what, two out of three, two out of three years. So, well, right. they can
1: take David Tyree's helmet. You think whatever that's that's that is the
2: NFL right there <laughs> that, one one play you know one that, play. you're one play away one spectacular play you know, and that's
1: it Stefan Diggs
2: exactly exactly and I was actually just thinking about uh, when the Raiders won twelve games a few years ago six of them were like in the last minute or in overtime and it, it's just a one possession game and that's it, it, that's how the league is and and that's how the Rams I mean either you, they blow someone out or I mean they start so fast and they don't even allow that and like we're up fourteen zero and it's like pretty up sorry guys good luck about keeping up with us you know <laughs> but uh they should be fun to watch this year as well so
0: you know speaking of the uh nfl draft <clears throat> i know you got to hang out with eric weddell during the 2000 oh, nfl draft and i know you had a really good story to tell about that oh man that, that was a <laughs> extremely long draft i think that first round took Three hours, I want to say. Matt, that's when Jamarcus Russell went number one. Oh, don't <laughs> remind me, please. <laughs> I know, he's and a Raider I was, fan. And I was begging for them
2: to draft Calvin Johnson. Begging. I'm like, please, you're, this is not good. You can't pass up a, a Megatron. Monster. You can't pass him up. But obviously we did. And oh, man, I, I have a good Jamarcus Russell story for you, too. Uh, as I, Eric told me this. When he got cut, <clears throat> before he got cut, the team asked him to watch this DVD with all the, the upcoming week's defenses and all their schemes and all the stuff they're gonna do and they want they wanted him to come up with like a game plan and all his input and all that stuff so he took it home and he came back and they asked him was like oh what'd you think or what do you think about it what do you think about the defenses what do you think about what we're gonna do and he's like oh I like everything we're gonna do I think we're gonna attack him this way and do this and this the DVD was blank it was blank they sent him home they trapped him pretty much saying that we know you're not gonna watch this so he came back and they, and they cut him like two days later that's that's just they sent is. him home with a blank DVD, he, knowing he wasn't going to watch it. Yes, that's watch crazy. This with all the defenses, not like you're in the NFL, you're making yeah. fifty million dollars. Like he just straight robbed the Raiders of. It's
0: money. no secret. Once he got to the NFL, he got there on purely talent alone with a strong arm, but he didn't work. He didn't work. <laughs> that is, is sickening. But anyway, yeah. Get back to that draft Sorry, day yeah, story. Yeah, Two thousand seven. So, you're hanging out at Eric Weddle's house. It's the longest draft in history. Because yeah, you're right. It took. It was like ten minutes pick or That's, something. They changed the rule after that year because yeah. it was,
2: how do you, first off, how, it's months leading up to the draft. How do you not know
0: who you're picking? I mean,
2: Thank you. I've after, said that. After, after the next person goes, like, you should be up there with the car. I was like, okay. And you're like, here we go. Let's go. Like, w- what are you doing? Uh, unless
0: you're trying to wheel and deal something.
2: Oh, Every team wheels? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, that, that was. Well, no, I'm, I'm totally. Three hours. I'm, I'm I was waiting for Eric Weddle to pop up on the screen and it, it just didn't happen. But uh, four safeties got drafted in front of him. And that I, actually, at first, I thought that was a bad, like a bad thing. And I was like, man, like this, what's going on? But that actually was a good thing. Thinking about it now, because that's he'll get drafted. Like he'll be the next mm-hmm. AD off the board, and that was a fun experience. That actually found it on YouTube a little while ago. It was funny uh, seeing us at a, at a young age, and um, we actually thought he was going to go to Chicago because that's who. When his phone rang, that's who was on the board, and we're like, wow, that's going to be awesome going to Chicago and watching him play and all that stuff. But then it changed, and <laughs> he was actually talking to Norv Turner on the phone. I think he was. Or AJ. AJ Smith maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, it changed and it said that San Diego traded five like five picks for him to move up like ten spots or something like that. And that alone just shows how much they wanted him to move up. And I remember Ron Rivera was the defensive coordinator at the time and they, they interviewed him and they were talking about some of the plays that he made in college. Just like we need to, they needed him and that's that's uh, shows the love they had for him. and That's really wanting somebody. I can't imagine how that feels. Yeah, he went thirty seventh, right? Thirty
0: seventh overall in the second yeah. round. That that was amazing. I, that's... You think about the career they had just with the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, I mean, he was the secondary. He was the rock in that secondary. They were. Uh, I mean, they had Merriman and Sean Phillips. They had they had some.
2: Good no, they front had some seven studs. Guys. Yeah, but I mean, to be a top ten defense and at the time for that just wasn't heard of for the Chargers. I, when you think of Chargers, you don't really think of defense. He, right. But at the time, he he just totally molded them he had full command and i think he was the first thinking of even now he was the only defensive back to wear the uh the mic and the helmet he was making all the calls and i think when Matt Tai showed up they tried to give it to him and that wasn't working out and they gave it right back to eric like no but that, well, that didn't work so he, he's an extremely intelligent guy to say the least and he has full command and actually this year they're uh the, he's in baltimore now yeah he's in baltimore now and he has full command he can change anything he wants they they trust the veteran's veteran presence with him and Suggs and Suggs can make all the line changes he wants and if they call a coverage and they have they see Antonio Brown in the slot and they don't like the coverage he can
0: change it. It's just free will and that's how it should be. That's it should be How changed. does he like playing in the AFC North? He he loves it. That's that's like tough. Like it's the black and kind of a black and blue division.
2: Black and blue, to say the least. The most fun I've had at a game and all the years I've been playing or been playing, <laughs> been watching uh, <laughs> was the Steelers uh, Ravens game in Baltimore. I've I've never lost my voice as a fan, and I was yelling the whole time. and That was a tough game, and they actually pulled that game out and they held Levy on Bell to like forty yards rushing, and that that was fun to watch too. And it, it was tough though because. Uh, uh, Ben was coming back. He started to get in a rhythm, and man, once those guys get rolling with Antonio Brown and then—I mean, when
0: Pittsburgh's healthy, that's an explosive oh, offense. Oh my gosh. I mean, just all the way around. Imagine playing them twice a year. Yeah, yeah. Trust the me, Ravens
2: know. are always no matter who's on the field because Ravens for some reason they have such bad luck with like injuries and off the field stuff. And but no matter who's on the field, they play hard and they play Pittsburgh tough. No matter who it is, who's at quarterback and all all that
0: stuff. So. But that's a very good rivalry right there. It seems like Joe Flacco has been getting a lot of run, uh, more or less getting a lot of criticism. Is he?
1: Well, that's mainly from Jalen Ramsey. Huh? Is that what it so is? One, Jalen, well, yeah, Ramsey Jalen, really Jalen Ramsey started it
0: after winning
2: a Super Bowl and getting a big contract. I mean, that you you don't blame him for the criticism on him. You, you need to play better. I mean, plain and simple. Or or. There should be more on your shoulders. I feel like you're paying a quarterback 120 million dollars. I would just. Throw. I mean, he's your
0: leader. He, I he, would throw a yeah. lot.
2: I don't know. I would use him. but uh, that their offense is still. Oh, I well, in my, it's still run the ball and play action and all that l- stuff.
1: So, so. Let's just break down who the wide receivers have been for him. Yeah. Can you think of anyone? I mean, they've spent a first round pick who hasn't done much. He's had Mike Wallace, but it was not the Mike Wallace that we Torrey saw. Yeah, Smith. Tory Smith, but like Torrey Smith is like he has one dimension that's down the field. But but, I mean you can't count on your receivers like I mean you got to like schematically get them open I mean before
2: Tom I mean I don't want to use it. Tom is like the greatest quarterback ever but he doesn't have receivers all the time he wrote they rotate receivers all the time and so I can't imagine how they Tom Brady yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just they it, it can't just be on the receivers. I, I mean, they had good tight ends, and I don't know what it is. I mean, even when guys are open, he overthrows them. I mean, it doesn't really matter. The guys are open sometimes, and it's just the so whole, the whole offense. It's you, I don't really put it on Joe. It's the receivers. Who, who knows what routes they're running? I, I mean, we're not in the in the film after the after the fact, so. You never know. The receivers coaches could be on them the whole time. Like you guys aren't even running the right route,
0: and that's not what we practice. You just never know what's going on. So, trust me. it Happened in Cincinnati. You know when Chad became Ocho Cinco, kind of oh, got a little full of himself, a little and bit. then there were certain run- routes that uh, he was told to run, and he just turned the other way. Yeah, and the ball was like right where he should have gone, yeah. and he gets picked off. And it's, and it's and like Palmer's not just throwing the ball right to the exactly. defensive back, and he was yelling
2: at like but there, "What are you doing?" But there's man? no stat on the on the receiver line that says "oh wrong route" or "you made." The quarterback throwing an interception—that's on the quarterback, and that's just how it's I'm, viewed. I'm it. sure
1: the analytical movement is going to move towards that too.
2: Yeah, it should. But but they don't know what the play with. You know they don't know what the play is. Like you can, I can watch all I want, like as an outsider. But. You don't know who's in the wrong. It's stats are skewed sometimes for quarterbacks and receivers and all that stuff. So
0: you're right; it does come down to schematics. You know exactly what the offensive plan is, and you know where these guys are going, who's picking who, and yeah, we we think we know, but we just don't know.
1: No, No. No, we know, unless unless we listen to the game,
0: yeah, even in camp, you're just watching. You know a lot of the stuff that they're working on, and you know all these series of drills, and then when they finally do the eleven on eleven and they're going at each other, it's just it's cool to watch. I can't imagine, but you have no idea. There's a lot going on behind <laughs> the scenes there's a lot of coaching going yeah,
1: on I bet let's get into some NFL predictions right yeah yeah well, is it
0: about all, that time I wanted to ask you this and I've been wanting to ask this for a while now oh you know you talk about contracts and look I get it I know I know it's the market and that's what it calls <clears throat> for but when you're breaking down salaries I don't know I just think why receivers in general are just overpaid Oh man, <laughs> I know it's They're, the market. I know. Well, what do you think about running backs? I think running backs they do more. the The running the ball, especially the running backs that run, they catch, but they I, I they pass it's, block. It's more of like longevity a a dozen
2: type thing and longevity. Yeah. It's like there's not that many running backs. Only a few get paid. I feel. I mean, right. I'm past Gurley and Bell, and I mean now it's going to be Cream Hunt. I mean, I'm
0: I'm trying to think of the best running backs in the league right now. David, like, Johnson. I give it up to oh, David Johnson, Odell Beckham. He got
1: hurt last year, though. Yeah.
0: I give it up to Yeah, yeah, you want to get paid. You just never know when your career is going to end. Exactly, yeah. I get all that, but I just think, you know, receiver is pretty much one-dimensional. They're just... Maybe it's because they affect the game. They affect how the defense calls. I mean...
2: Uh, you have to, sometimes you have to double cover them at all times, even though if they'll get three catches in the game, they had a major impact on the game and you just don't, I, I guess, that's, yeah, that's I mean, a good I, way I, of looking I'm, at it. Maybe, I, that's just the only thing I can really think of, like Antonio Brown, I mean I, I'm i not leaving one guy on him, I'm doubling him I'm sorry, like, but, uh, so that's a huge effect on the game, that's two guys away from one, I mean and then you open up Le'Veon Bell and I mean, they, they probably play off of each other, but I mean, if you go up Julio Jones and there's only maybe one or two corners that can even they're even in the ballpark that can even but not every team has a corner that can that you'd feel comfortable so a lot of teams play zone and roll coverages and just straight double them so that affects everything so maybe that's what they're using in the as their agent is like, hey, I'm I'm drawing doubles. I'm leaving everyone else. Home. I'm, I'm huge for this offense. So maybe that's what they're using. So that's the only thing I
0: can think of. Thanks for clearing it up for well, me. Well,
1: <laughs> honestly, it's, it's like... See, I am just a fan. So. Yeah. No, I, 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 and you like to think
0: of... I, I, you've been a, a defensive coach. So. When
1: you think about it, too, it's like the NFL should be given more guaranteed contracts for what they do, but they don't because they're like, oh, we can find someone new to replace yeah, you. Exactly. Someone younger and cheaper. Yeah. That's yeah. the
2: league right there.
1: I think the guy that needs Needs to be paid, and I know he's not going to because he's on the still on that rookie deal. Is Alvin Kamara? Is he's the next guy that going to be one of those? He's young, speedy. Like that's a guy that I would pay a lot of money to because he's got a long time. But then now they have Michael Thomas, who's yeah. an up and coming receiver. So that's that's the thing is like you
2: have so many guys you need to get paid. What about right? What about your defense too? Though they have a couple young stars at corner and
0: at safety. And it, well, even the Rams the, right now, I know they're close to getting Aaron Donald signed. However, you got to look. This is Jericho's third year, yeah. and coming up, he's gonna get paid too yes that's why they
1: were able to afford they, all these they want kind of to
0: keep stuff. they want to keep this young core intact so they could be competitive for these next several years exactly. um maybe yeah i don't know if they're i don't maybe
2: they can i don't know who you cut like you because what they do is they just cut one of your big contracts later down the line right so uh, but who do you, why would you get rid of somebody? I mean, I mean, you're not going to get rid of Gurley. And I mean, it, it sounds like Aaron Donald's pretty close, but I mean, God, they're going to get they You have to eat a lot of cat money after. A while. I don't know. That's a tough situation. I, I, I would, I do not want to
0: do any front office stuff just for this reason. I'm like struggling. I'm not even involved in anything. Do you say that Eric Weddle, after he's done playing that he wants to work in the front office. I think so. The way he's talking,
2: I think he'd be a great general manager. He just, he's just smart and knows how to build a team and. I I can see him being a really good GM. I can see him being a real good
1: head coach and, and a GM, actually, but I don't know. I think if he becomes a GM, I have a piece of advice. He should go out and hire the best accountant. Because, like, the Golden State Warriors won all these championships because they had really great accounting. They did really great cap moves. Yeah, I think they have, like, NBA has, like, luxury. T- yeah, it's a little different. It's, it's so different. In NFL
2: is, they're, they're, I think it's a hard cap, is what it's called, right? Is that sound right? So I think that you
1: can't go That's over, right. or I don't know if there's any penalties, but. I think I'm, there is penalty. I think you can go over, but oh, to a certain they like, like cut it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know whether they go. Because yeah. I remember the Lakers when we were. Well,
0: they have the luxury tax in the NBA. Exactly. And we were just. It's like know, dollar, dollar for luxury. dollar. Exactly. We were just paying it. It's like, whatever. We're winning. We'll pay But the $50. Lakers in the 2000s, they really weren't going over the luxury tax. They were, they were pretty much right at the threshold. Maybe just a little bit over, okay. but it wasn't like a major. Okay. They stayed. They pretty much stayed within the rules. But yes, they had their two big stars. You know, yeah. Shaq and Kobe at the time. Yeah. Gosh, I missed that. But there are other Teams, yeah. What was Sorry. it? What was it? The Portland Trailblazers in that era, that 2000s, they were well over the cap. But yeah. Paul Allen, I mean, come on, Paul Allen, Paul, oh Paul Allen, like I mean, they didn't mind paying. I mean, Mark Cuban, he paid the luxury tax. So yeah, yeah. he stacked his Dallas
1: team. I mean, in the NFL, they have all these rich guys, right? Jerry Jones. I can't imagine Jerry Jones never paying like a luxury tax. Yeah. The NFL is a business, and it's about money, and you're moving around money so that you can create as much a talent per money kind of thing. Mm. And I think the Rams have a lot of really good talent that requires a lot of money. There's teams like the Browns who are starting to bring in these kind of higher-paid players, like Jarvis Landry just got a whole bunch of cash. Do I think he's worth that much cash when he like does these little two-yard slant routes yeah. catches? Like he has so many catches but not many yards. That's Kevin Drake's favorite position: the receiver position. Yeah, yeah. you know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just flawed by all the wide receiver divas. That, that's all it is. They're big personalities. Torrey Owens. I mean, actually, I have a T-shirt. So so funny, and I I, I kept it. It uh, has a picture of Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson when yes. they were uh, in Cincinnati for that one year together. Of course, Chad gets hurt, and they didn't hardly ever played. Yeah, and it says Cincinnati's reality TV stars. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's it's great to build up your other careers and whatnot, just set up for what you want to do later. But focus on football. Football. Tio was a great receiver, great, but that good of a receiver, you feel like he would be
2: on
1: one or two teams max. But he was on what five teams. Like- T.O.? Something, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Did you see his Hall of Fame? His uh, speech? Well, the fact that he didn't want to show up to no, I didn't. I didn't watch his little. It was the T.O. show, and everyone's just living in it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He, I he love me good. some me. I mean, well, he was, was good. Yeah, he affected
2: everything. Good. And he's yeah. still. Hall of Famer. He still killed defenses, and I'm sure they knew he was there, and there's yeah. nothing you can do.
0: So, I mean, that's where receivers take so much money, I, I feel. I don't know. But they just add that element, that home run threat, that stress of you got to at least have two guys on them, someone deep, someone yeah. over the top. That opens they'll beat it you opens
2: up. a lot of stuff up. But then again, there's not not a ton of receivers. I mean, I, I would love to look at the list of the top ten paid receivers, but after that, there's probably a huge drop-off. I don't
0: think every team pays a, a receiver. Well, you know what? This whole Aaron Donald deal, I just listened to something. This has been in the works for two years now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They've been Sounds working true. on this contract for and, a really long time. It's and not now, like it's just overnight.
1: Yeah. The rumor mill is saying... Yeah three years 80 million dollars guaranteed he's getting paid quarterback money well we'll see when it all comes out NFL predictions we kind of went off the range here we need to get some NFL predictions while we have (laughs) him here all right let's go with it who is the surprise team this year oh my god overall NFC AFC let's
0: uh, just say NFC NFC, we'll, we'll do each N- conference. The, the NFC is, is loaded this year. It's going to be tough. I honestly I think don't think there really is a surprise team. I think it's going to be like the Saints, the Rams, the Vikings. So I think one of those three may we represent... Kinda, we kind of talked about them a little bit. I, I actually like Atlanta this year. I, I yeah. think that, uh, the way they have
2: their two running backs, their their receivers, they actually just drafted Calvin Ridley. I think their offense is going to be... Very explosive, especially with Steve Sarkisian's second year calling the offense. I think that it took them a while to get warmed up and trying to get in sync with Matt Ryan. But uh, I think, I mean, they were a play away from beating the Eagles. They, I don't want to say they outplayed them, but they, their, their defense played great. They have a fast defense. They took gave, the Rams out too. That was a bad yeah. matchup for them. I, yeah. I, I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen because that they have they're young on defense and they have a lot of speed and that's all the Rams. That they're just a fast, fast offense, with a lot of speed and, I mean, you saw how much that defense gave the Patriots problem the, problems the year before because they're young and fast, but they just wore out. I mean, you can't play man coverage for. Four quarters and expect to just have that same energy. You're going to get tired right. after a while, yeah. especially with the pass rush and all that. But I actually like what they're doing, and I think that they're going to make some noise this year. That's So you, my so
0: you say Atlanta's going to be a yeah, surprise. Atlanta. I think so. But you know what? Atlanta, I mean, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. That's so true. That's they're, what I'm saying. I, yeah, I, they got I, the experience. Yeah, I'm not going to say, look, I mean, I mean, it's the same. Also, what
1: Packers, the Vikings are going to be. Yeah. There and the, the- so the, it's like the non-typical teams, is what I'm asking. Yeah, is. I, I, Speaking
0: of which, I, I, I guess the team that intrigues me in the NFC, not so. Of course, of course, I'm rooting for the Rams.
1: Of course. Well, I mean, like we're Rams but, uh, homers. Like, let's be real.
0: <laughs> but I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what it yeah. is. I just like his swag. I just <laughs> like it. Just relax. Just, Just stay right. calm. Don't worry about it. Man, I got you. He's and he's bad. got Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what uh, what the Packers could do if they can return. Okay, too.
1: They might get Khalil Mack. There's been rumors. Uh, there's been rumors bubbling about that. I mean, if they get Khalil Mack, oh geez, well, with Clay Matthews, and then you put Khalil Mack on want the other to side, that? you're talking. Do you, wanna, you wanna say, I don't even do want to say? He's trying to say. Do you think? A bit. Okay, John Grudem. What is a realistic expectation? I'm just going to say my surprise team will be the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't want to. I'm just going to say Jimmy Garoppolo is as advertised. Jimmy, Jimmy G. G is the man. He is the man. He's the man. <laughs> we're we're going to ask, <sighs> what do you think about the Raiders? What's a realistic expectation for John Gruden this year?
2: Man, I, I just hope our offense scores points. That that's I hope that he still has it. He he's known for big plays, and I think that. With uh, with our run game, I, I with our offensive line, he's going to stick to the run, and I think we're going to play action, big plays, and that's that's all we need to do. I hope that we don't just go three and out or score really fast. We, our defense, uh, that is what really worries me, is our defense, and it always has. And man, we made Joe Flacco look like. Tom Brady, I saw him like week three last year, and it it makes me sick watching the Raiders play defense. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I scream and yell,
0: and I, I would love to apply for that job and just give them new ideas. Like, please, well, you think about it. They won twelve games two years ago, and then last year they had a drop off, only won six. But now you bring a John Gruden,
1: and then pretty much they have the same core. Well, let's be real. Derek Carr's health, okay? I'm pretty sure he was playing. On, and he was so on, dislocated yeah. something the entire year. He I don't know what have he has. He did not have a training. He literally broke his leg. He,
2: he did not have a training camp in, going into last year. So he has a full offseason, a full training camp. So I, he
1: should be much better this year. He Is won't, Derek Carr the best player on the team? I believe so. Your best player of the team broke his leg. It was playing on a broken leg. That's not spelled well for success. Exactly. So I think it'll be a lot better for the Rams this, or sorry, the Raiders this year. We're going to be
2: all all offense this year. Let me tell you. I would love to see thirty plus points every single game, but uh,
1: we'll see. We just need to. They're in a tough division
0: because you got the Chiefs, of course, and then the Chargers that are emerging, the young Chargers.
1: So is are the Raiders a surprise team this year for the AFC?
2: I'm. I i do not I. I want to say yes, but I'm. I don't think so. I, I think we're another year out. I. I, I can't see just John Gurney just coming out and just snapping his fingers and all of a sudden we're 12 back to 12 wins. And but I, I hope so. I, I'm. I like it. He's all, realistic. Yeah, I'm real. I. I'm You're real. I'm a real football. Fan. Keep it real. You know, I'm not. You know. It, uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I can see. But. I could say, I mean, a little bit of Homer, the Ravens this year, I'm telling you, the way I'm hearing, the way he's, the the schemes that they're coming up with and the the philosophy on defense now, they're going to be a lot more aggressive, and that's what they need. They, they, Flacco needs the ball more, and that and that's what they need. And like I said, they always play Pittsburgh tough, and that's, I mean, even if they're the, the front runner in that The division, Ravens always have a sound you defense. You just need to get in the playoffs, and that is what matters in the NFL. Just, it doesn't matter what seed you are. If you're in, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you could be the sixth seed. The one it, you just need to get in the playoffs, and it's a one-game season from there. I could
0: see the Ravens winning ten games and getting in a postseason.
1: Well, I, I could also see them also like Joe Flacco doesn't do well the first four yeah. games. All right, we're gonna try Robert Griffin the <laughs> third. Robert Griffin the third injury doesn't yeah. do well. They put in Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson just becomes the. I mean, he's like. Him and Deshaun Watson, I watched them in college, and I was, everyone around me was like, they're not going to be great. They're too mobile. They're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Sean oh my Ooh. gosh. If you have an athletic quarterback who can throw the ball, which Lamar Jackson is not a bad thrower, I mean, he's not a, he's not, I wouldn't say he's an amazing thrower. He's not one of the best, but he's a great, accurate thrower, and he's mobile in the pocket. Sure. It's only going to work for so long in the NFL. Like I'm not on that. Like I get that the RPO is it's a fad, but if you have mobile quarterbacks I mean, Michael Vick was able to make a pretty good living and was able to be this superstar okay. highlight.
0: Ben is better when he runs out of the pocket and he makes plays. Was it Carson Wentz? like
1: Carson yeah. Wentz.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. this guy's so quarterback has changed. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's changing. It really right four fives, and it's crazy. I, I, I mean, unless you have a quick release like Dan Marino had. Exactly. And they can just break down a defense like that. Or move in the pocket. I mean, yeah. God, I feel like I said
2: Tom Brady do, I, do you guys know that I like Tom Brady <laughs> but no, anyway I, yeah. he moves in the pocket and no one can move in the pocket without looking around like that that's just like a dime a dozen thing but uh, but he doesn't
0: move like he's a pocket quarterback and that those are rare now I, who else is a but a it's like you tom- said it brings back to schemes they they exactly. run a really good scheme. You don't need to have that the troll Owens. Out. So you look what happened when he did have a Randy Moss. Oh my gosh! They, they set records that year. That's like just crazy. Yeah. What he threw? He threw fifty touchdowns that year.
1: Cool. Well, I mean, Twenty five to Randy Moss. I mean, Randy <laughs> Moss is Randy Moss. Like he, yeah. he's yeah. arguably up there with Jerry Rice. You yeah. can say that. I mean, Jerry Rice, in my opinion, is the greatest receiver of all time. But Randy Moss has to be really close and in the conversation. What made Jerry Rice so great?
0: is that he worked so hard and so diligent on his – took pride his in his route running, his craft, All everything right. from catch the ball,
1: and he was a bricklayer. All right, Kevin, who is your surprise team? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is your it. surprise team? Well, the NFC. I kind of, no, no, AFC, AFC. Uh, AFC,
0: I'll have to say the Baltimore Ravens. As much as I want to say the Bungles. Uh,
1: the Bungles. Oh.
0: I really think, you know, after watching some of these preseason games – The Baltimore Ravens really have that that defense – and I, I I disagree with you in a sense. Joe Flacco is going to be there. He you know he yeah. he's the rock. He just and they got to have and better schemes. Joe Flacco is another animal yeah. for some reason. That, he that is. year that he, he year stepped that, oh he stepped it up huge. Uh, one two thousand twelve.
2: One, one year they lost to the, to the Patriots in the playoffs. They were up on him fourteen points two times in New England two times in right. the lead.
0: So they put up points and he's on fire. I don't know what it is. I I don't. What oh, was I that a play year? Play. They went undefeated. That's what it was. They they had they actually had the Patriots beat, and then some penalty got called back. Oh, I remember that game. I was watching. I guess during the regular season, yeah. then they end up losing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By I, a remember, field goal. I remember that. Yeah, game. I
2: remember that. game. That yeah. was with Bart Scott. I'm, uh, there was a couple years later. It was with uh The year that New England won, uh, uh, beat Seattle with uh, the Malcolm Butler. Uh, oh,
0: okay. The interception. Okay.
2: That's... In, the, in the playoffs, in the divisional round. No, the yeah, the divisional round. They were up on him fourteen points, two times, and they a couple, couple. It took a couple of trick plays from New England to get back in the game. They they did a double pass, and then they did some Shane Vereen, ineligible from the slot, and they had a tight end at a tackle spot, and it was
0: crazy. They, they actually. Oh, they, I remember they, that. Yeah, you remember and they and that? they did yeah, and they yeah. did something crazy with the line, or yeah. there was and like they, a they line did a shift bunch of tri- double They had to double pass. Where from John Harbaugh was just like, "That's illegal."
2: Yeah, and they're like, yeah. "Maybe, but we'll yeah. talk about it later." I guess <laughs> that was one of those, but. Uh, so Baltimore
0: in the playoffs. Yeah, it was like this guy's eligible, this guy's ineligible, yeah, but they're doing it at the same But they changed that. They actually made a rule about that. Yeah, of course. A yeah. year after,
2: a year later. That's the my old tuck rule. Well, one year later of type oh, type yeah, rule. Of course. Yeah, we'll talk. I don't want to talk about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my AFC surprise team will be the Cleveland Browns. I think it's the safe I, pick. You know, I almost I honestly I had a feeling you're gonna but, say it. But <laughs> I watched them on Hard Knocks, and I just think uh, Greg Williams, all right. Can can't stand him, the defensive coordinator. I can't stand him. I, uh, I always remember so, him as the bounty man, the bounty. the bounty man. I can't believe he still has a job in the NFL after that. I I can't stand him. I can't stand Todd Haley. Like I just, the, both of those guys have just such big egos. Yes. And I good luck to Hugh Jackson. He's got to manage I, I, a listen, lot of I love egos.
0: Hugh Jackson. I I just think. It's just a bad situation. Was going one in thirty one the first couple of years. He oh, just my. didn't have the talent. It's just yeah. but uh, I think
1: Hugh's a great coach. We are close to running out of time. I know. I know. So this is gonna I'm gonna quote Bart Scott. This can't wait, okay? <laughs> give me the Super Bowl prediction one time around. You Ooh. can explain why, but we're close on time, okay? It just it just, just give me give me give me the Super Bowl prediction. Way too early Super Bowl prediction. I'm going to go Ravens-Falcons. Kevin. (laughs) Ravens-Rams. I'll go Rams-Patriots. Rams win. Let's go. I like it.
0: Coming up next, you have the all-star, Claudia Shambal, to ask a leader. And, you know, she's got a great show for you. In fact, in the meeting last night, she gave me a couple sports pages. And one thing I wanted to highlight was getting the U.S. Open, tennis. John Isner from the U.S.A., has had his best season at age thirty three. What is this like fine wine? Ages better, you know. It just gets better with time. He's had in the last nine tournaments that he played in, he's made it to the either the quarters or the semis. Well, he's he won the Miami, won the Atlanta. He was in that epic marathon match in Wimbledon. Well, the he's also the, oh,
1: the biggest player on the tennis tour by he's far. Six ten, Brian. He's six ten. He's, he's got, got the big biggest serve. serve. He's no a one big can serve break guy. Him. Wow. All right.
0: But uh, but anyway, Brian, thank you so much yeah, for, thanks, for you, joining Hope us, man. It again. made it so oh, much of fun. Course. A little NFL preview, yes. and this has been exciting. And I know you got to get to work, and then oh. we got to turn oh. over here so Claudia can get in here because I know she's got some guests. But until then, all sports matters. Mm-hmm.
2: So